We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome to another episode of Spilling the LT with Lawyer's Title. I'll be your host, Stephanie Allen. And today I've got two very special guests with me, Miss Laura Roach, who is um, a partner at McCathern Law Firm, and Miss Angela Deaton, who is a mortgage expert with Prime Lending. Thank you guys for being here today. Of course, thank you for having, for having us. us. So what are we gonna cover today? What are we gonna talk about to help some of our realtors, uh, realtor clients? I think specifically we were, we were discussing talking about having, when you have a, a couple that you're selling a house for or trying to purchase a house that's going through a divorce or they're about to um, go through a divorce and they're like, we want to sell the house and what do we need to do and where do we go from there? So just kind of um, for me, normally I talk about just what to look out for from a realtor standpoint. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Angela and I work really closely together on a lot of divorce cases on what needs to happen um, at all the way up from looking for a house, you know, and, and closing at the, at the final end of it, whether you do that before the divorce is final, before the divorce is filed, after the divorce is final, <laughs> mm -hmm. all those kind of issues that come up. There's a lot and people don't realize. I know it's so much. And you guys are my go-to on anything <laughs> divorce. <laughs> Y'all know that because yeah. um, you, we've been doing um, our little expert panel for years. Yes. So um, I'll start by just asking. So, you know, you got accredited, right? You got certified in divorce lending, right? I did. Okay. I did. So yes. why did you, why did you decide to do that? What were you seeing? I was seeing a lot of mostly women, but men, men too, but um, a lot of women who knew they were going down this path and they didn't know what to do. They literally didn't know. Some of them didn't know what assets they had. Some of them didn't know if they, they wanted to keep the house. They had no idea if they could mm -hmm. keep the house or if they weren't going to keep the house, they had no idea if they could buy a house because they've never bought a house by themselves. So I just saw a lot of women who didn't know what they were doing. And I was kind of coming in and being like, okay, here's what you need to do because I've been down this road. And um, then I started thinking, you know, everyone needs help in this. You kind of need somebody to stand by and go, okay, here's your little mortgage or mortgage real estate lawyer team to help you through this. So here's your attorney, here's your financial advisor, here's your title company, here's this, and we're gonna take care of you and just kind of lead you down this road. So that's really why is I just felt, and I felt um, sympathy for them because I've been there and mm. I was in a different position, but um, I don't know, my heart just went out to them and I wanted to help. Well, and that also brought you to a place where you you are so creative in what you do and you look at every avenue um, and your your partners help you kind of also yes. open your mind to be creative. Um, that's yes. a part of that's a part and why you have that group, you know, because right. um, you guys can work together. So um, with that, if if you were going to, you know, if you were a realtor and let's say that they had a couple that was going through a divorce, um, what what would be the first question that they should ask, you think? Well, are they going to qualify for a house? Right. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people, and I don't know if you, I mean, she and I refer back and forth yes, and, and we talk lot. about a lot of these things as they're mm -hmm. going. Uh, luckily for me, I do so many type of cases and I yeah. know I, sometimes I represent the person that's refinancing the house, trying to keep it. Sometimes I represent the person going, I've, like Angela was saying, I've never bought a house before. They're so <laughs> scared anyway, do. right? Because yeah, they, right. they come in divorce and their entire life is turning upside down, whether they want the divorce or not. Mm -hmm. And so they just come in going, I don't, 
I don't, what do I even start? I had, I had somebody last week. I said, okay, first you're going to call Angela. You're going to qualify. And here's the reasons why you're going to qualify. And they're like, I haven't had a job in whatever years. I'm like, I know, but we've already set this in play for you. And I think that's, what's important is, um, and, and, I, and I think it's important for realtors to know this. You don't just qualify because you have a lot of money. Okay. Cause people mm -hmm. think that you do. <laughs> and right. it's like, it doesn't matter if you've got $2 million cash in the bank, that doesn't mean you qualify for a mortgage. You have to be set up. And one right. of the ways, like I set people up and, and Angela actually taught me this and it's worked is um, if you file for divorce, I actually get temporary orders in place so that I don't care if, if it's a spousal support payment or a child support payment, but there has to be a payment from, from one one person to the person trying mm -hmm. to qualify for the mortgage. So there's that history of the payment. And then she can take that information and qualify them for the right. mortgage. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. So, and then you have to show a six month history. Right. Right. So when people are like, I'm fine, I'm ready to buy a house. And you're like, okay, how long have you been getting child support and alimony? Yeah. One month. And then they have to wait five months and they're devastated. Mm -hmm. So um, we've kind of talked about like, hey, right when you start at the very beginning with temporary order start, start those transactions so that by the time they're done, they're very close. If not, the, if they're not already there, they're very close to being able to go ahead and, and buy the house. And so that has nothing to do with their assets. Only nothing. has, yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. No, so that's a, I'm sure that's a misconception right. um, yeah. to the average consumer, you know. Right. Yeah. And then if they do have a lot of assets, we have a financial planner that we work with that you can take those as assets and then try to get them to show projection of income going mm -hmm. forward. Create and you can use that. Stream. But I'll yes. tell you that, I mean, she and I, we're, we, this is all creative stuff. I mean, most family law attorneys don't know this stuff. And, and, and I don't think mortgage people that don't deal with divorce a lot know this. And so we're kind of a unique yeah. uh, little setup. And I'm just glad we, we became friends. And yeah. then, you know, that's yes. what happened. We just became friends. That was, I was going to ask that. I forgot. I was going to ask how, how did it all come to fruition? Because you pulled me in to our divorce panel group. Yep. Yeah. And that's how I met you. And so, and, and Elka. And so, like, but it's such a, it's such a fabulous thing that we do right. because we learn something. I learn something new every time. I do too. Yeah. Every yeah. time I'm like, I didn't know you could do it that way. But right. that's why you have to, I mean, whenever you're, uh, I mean, this isn't really for the realtors, but any time you're picking a divorce attorney or going through a process in anything, an adoption or anything that's life-changing, buying a business or whatever, you need to you need to be around a bunch of uh, different expertise or at least hire a quarterback. That's what I call myself. Sometimes I'm the quarterback <laughs> and then I got financial planner, mortgage person, realtor, right. blah, blah, you know, hire a quarterback that knows all this, knows what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So they go and bring in the experts. Cause that's right. always my deal. It's like, I only can know my stuff so right. much, so right. you go get somebody but else. I bring yeah. in other people, you know, to come on in. It's kind of like, um, you know, penguins, if they get sick, other penguins come around and, and support them <laughs> along the way. So they don't get eaten. That's what it feels like. It's like, okay, that's you're funny. in a bad low spot right now. We're, right. We'll gather the penguins and yeah. we'll get you. It's going to be divorce, March of the Penguins divorce exactly. series. <laughs> I think, I think, I think with a little happy feet. I, I think so that. too. Yeah, let's, let's remember that. that. Let's do that. That's so funny. So I just that think, is. I mean, I think that's a, an important step one, but it really is. I mean, I was on the phone with somebody yesterday and they're with a realtor and they're shopping and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't even <laughs> like, qualify? yeah, we just, we just filed for divorce. That's all we've right. done. And, and, and honestly too, when it comes to divorce stuff, it, there's standing orders in place in, in most counties. And so you can't make ma major purchases. You can't spend, you know, a large amount of mm -hmm. um, assets unless you've got an agreement. And if you've got attorneys, you got to get in writing, you know, I mean, everything's got to be agreed to. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it does kind of put a little kink in there. So if you're a realtor working with a divorced couple, you need to make sure that 
everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. And you know? do you, do you guys, what's your, is it easier to sell the house or better, I guess you could say, for them to be officially divorced and filed with the, the county? Um, well, it's easier if they're divorced and they've mm -hmm. already done, you know, special warranty deeds and transferred all that, all that because then you don't have to worry about uh, the right. other party trying to screw up the closing. And, right. Uh, and that can happen. And that sometimes. does happen all the time. I mean, yeah. for us, yes, we want mm -hmm. that because it's Texas right. homestead state. It's just it's so much easier. Yeah. But I just want to make sure people understand that because some people try. Have I've seen and even friends of mine have tried to stay in their houses. And I'm like, no, let's get this. Let's get this divorce done. And then and then. You know. worry about it later. Yeah. yeah, but you can do it. I mean, I have clients all the time, especially if they have enough of an estate, mm -hmm. they go and buy um, other houses. The problem is your your spouse at the time, because we're a community property mm -hmm. state, has to sign off. Has to sign off. Right. And that's what people, they don't understand. And just because you buy a house when you're, it doesn't mean you have to sign off on being financially responsible for the house. Right. right. You just have to sign off on the documents that the house is being transferred and it's, it is being mortgaged. You have no financial responsibility in the mortgage. Mm -hmm. But that's it. And then from a lawyer standpoint, let's say you go and put $50,000 on a house. you got to have that agreement on where does that go in the property spreadsheet, right? Because especially in our market right now, you, you buy a house and within six months, it's worth $100,000 more. So you want to, you know, you got to make sure that that's all agreed to and taken care of. It's You can do it. And there's a lot of lawyers out there or people that'll say, oh, I can't buy a house while I'm going through divorce. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It's you, a common misconception. Yeah, you it really can. Is. It's just that she's calling me saying, hey, can we get this or what's going on or whatever, <laughs> right. you know? I mean, it just, you, you, have, some money. you gotta jump through some hoops. That's, right. all, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but it, definitely more hoops. That's a great way to yeah. put it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, not, it's not as easy as just a normal go down. But you know what I think? And I, I didn't realize this either. When I first bought a house, I was so intimidated about getting the mortgage. And, um, and, and, I, and so I remember that I haven't been divorced, but it's not that hard. I mean, mm -hmm. if you hire the right people, it's not right. that hard, right? She gives you a list. This is the stuff you have to come up with. It's kind of a pain. But honestly, if you're going through a divorce anyway, your lawyer's Right, asking. you already have it. Yeah, your lawyer's asking <laughs> for all of that anyway. All together. Yeah. So you have the information. So um, what do they need to know, let's say, if they're if they're going to be um, putting down money from their settlement, from their divorce settlement? Right. What are some things that they would need to know? Well, so that's kind of a timing um, yeah. thing, but um, here's another really big misconception is, and Texas equity laws do say you have to have at least 80% your, of equity in your property at all times. So you can only pull out um, as much, and do where you, I'm sorry, you have to have 20% equity at all times. Okay. So you can only pull up up, up to 80% of the value of your home. Okay. Oh, so, so you're asking about pulling out right, right. for settlement. Yes. yes. Okay, so I've got a $100,000 house and I owe my spouse 50,000 50, cash. Right. What do I do to fix that? Yes. yes. Okay. And so a lot of them thought we don't have the 20% equity mm -hmm. to be able to pull cash out. And so this is something that Laura and I kind of talked about early on. I'm like, they can do an ulti lien. And she's like, a what? Yeah. <laughs> like an How do you lien. spell that? An owl? Yeah, it, it, I know it's the weirdest word, but um, you can, and you can pull up up to ninety five percent. So, people that so I have a girl right now who I didn't know ninety five. I thought it was ninety. Ninety five. Great. So I have a girl right now who she needs that equity buyout to be able to buy her house. And when she came to me, thanks to Laura, yeah. um, <laughs> and she said, "Well, we're going to have to wait 
because we're hoping our value goes up some more. It's not quite there. And I was like, what are you waiting for? And she's like, to have 80%. Like I have to have the Mm -hmm. 20. And I was like, no, 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 no. We'll do an ulti-lean. We'll do this. We'll do this. So a lot of it is just, and you know, like I said, everybody knows that your attorney, I mean, they trust their attorneys and they should. And there's some fabulous attorneys out there who have no idea what an ulti-lean is. Right. And so it's just education and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of, that's what we try and do with our seminars and stuff is getting the word out there because Mm -hmm. the last thing you want is a realtor to put together this transaction. You're all the way up to closing day and guess what? She can't get her money out of the equity buyout. And so now this deal is crashed and this realtor sitting here Mm -hmm. with a deal that's fallen apart in front of her. Mama has no house. Yeah. He's mad. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's happy. I'm trying to do the loan. You know, it's just it's you're fighting at the title company. It's a nightmare. Company. So yeah, it's just knowing up front if you're going to do that, if you are going to need the equity, mm-hmm. the realtor, the attorney, and the lender need to be talking. Okay. And know timelines, equities, all of that before they write that in there in the decree before it's final, because that way we can make sure that we're setting both parties up for success. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go backwards here because what if the sellers can't agree on a on a list price? Oh, I'll let her take that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and, so and she's one. expecting that money. You right. know. Yeah. So overall, so that's the. I mean, the first thing you have to do is decide who's going to stay in the house. I mean, I ask that almost in every consultation, especially now because there's so much. I mean, homes for the most part, are your largest asset, right? So it's the main deal. And if you've got kids in a custody case, there's all those kind of factors. So the first thing I do, who's going to keep the house? A lot of times it's, I don't want the house that's too big for me. I I want him to buy me out or sell it. Okay. Next step. What value are we going to use to, you know, for him to buy you out? Because really what a court does is, is if you can't agree on the value of an asset, then the court just orders it sold Mm -hmm. because then, you know, and you just split the proceeds 50, 50. It's just like a pension plan. You don't really know the value of a pension plan. Then you just split it 50, 50, because that's equitable in our court. What it sells for. Yeah. Our Mm -hmm. court is, is one of equity, right? Mm -hmm. We want it to be fair. So, so we have, um, um, so once you decide that, and then I'll, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, especially my age, I'm 50, right? So a lot of my friends are becoming empty nesters and, 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 you know, people they know. So they come to see me, they're about my age. They're about to be an empty nester. Oh, I have to keep the house. And I'm always <laughs> like, why? Why? I understand. I'm very wed to, I'm very into my house. So I get it, but I'm always like, why? Okay. You understand the upkeep. You understand you're not, I mean, you're not going to have the income. You're not going to have this. Can you really afford it? And then we go through that process. And then if they decide, no, I really do want to sell it. Okay. I think it's worth $800,000. And husband will say, it's worth a million. I know it is. It may be. I don't know. So uh, it might be right now in this market. In this market. Yeah. Set your prices. Make it up. So in that case, you either sell it. Right. Or you agree. Okay. We're going to get three appraisers and then we're going to pick the middle. Yeah. We're going to yeah pick the middle price or average them or, you know, or, you know, we each can pick one to throw out and whatever's left, you know, there's different ways that we end up doing that. Or you just pick one appraiser. Like there's certain appraisers I use all the time. So I just pick that one. If everyone's in agreement with, with that one and it does the appraisal. And then, and then we have to look at it from a factor of for, it's not that they do the appraisal and everyone agrees to it. Cause they may not, they may be like, they didn't even consider this house down the street that sold for less than that or more mm-hmm. than that. So then you can, there's, you know, you can wiggle room it or whatever, a little bit and argue, but that's, that's basically what you do. You either agree on a price, get an appraiser and agree on an appraised price or sell it. Those are your options. 
um, if you're in the middle of this and you don't agree, mm -hmm. um, then you, if you have an attorney or whatever, you usually have to go to court and, um, you know, like my husband's a judge and, and he's talked to you guys about this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just set a price. You just tell me. <laughs> I'm like, it up. we're going to list it. Well, he did. He, I've done this before. I, I think he's done this before too, but you know, you say, okay, it's going to be 500,000 and every three weeks it goes down by 10,000. You know, yeah. so boom, boom, until it's like, yeah. you know, fire sale, right? He's just getting the deal. He's just trying He's to get just, it done. Right. Yeah. That is why you don't want to take cases to court right there right. because you have yeah. zero <laughs> control once you walk in that courtroom. That's why I encourage people to settle. I go to court all the time, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending. <laughs> uh, but settlement is always the way to go because you can control things like that. I mm -hmm. mean. I wouldn't want my price of my house going down ten thousand dollars every three weeks if I, you know what I mean. Right. You need to hang on. Well, no one, yeah, right. no one would. But yeah. you have to force it. I mean, a lot of times in divorce, they think, oh, everyone's going to agree to sell the house. Mm -hmm. Not true. You have to file a motion, ask the court to sell it. Now, and there's factors considered, right? Mm -hmm. If there's kids, and that's where they normally live, and and is either school district, yes, yes. school districts mm -hmm. is either party because the court's always going to look for the best interest of the kids, right? Right. right. Uh, so there's so many other factors in it. It's much easier if you just agree. We can complicate the heck out of it or <laughs> or you can complicate you can, the heck out of it <laughs> or you could just manage your life yeah. like you would normally right you know what yeah. i mean i'm always like listen you married him you spent your whole life getting in this mess i will do my <laughs> best to get you out but i can't promise that it's going to be smooth right you know? of so. course okay so let's say that that they that let's say the husband decides to stay in the house um, and they don't do they they refinance. What right. are the what is the process with that? Well, if if they if unless that house is going to be 100 percent in his column, meaning right. the value that's going to be his asset. But if she needs her equity out of that house mm -hmm. her her column, whether it be that she needs it for down payment on a house or whatever the case may be, given their um, financial status, then um, they're going to have to figure out. And again, a lot of times they'll do three appraisals. Or they'll do the one appraisal for the refinance and agree in advance because we can't pick an appraiser. So right. the appraiser is going to be right. random. Um, I didn't the, know that. Yeah, we're See, not allowed. I learn some every See? day. Every time we learn something. I know. Uh, but no, we are not allowed to pick um, appraisers. It has to be random. We're not even allowed to talk to appraisers. Yes, they're crazy. <laughs> we're not allowed. That makes sense. I not mean, allowed. I so, um, so a lot of times, mo uh, most of my couples will agree we're just going to go with what the appraised value mm -hmm. says. Yeah. And we're going to divide the equity up based on that. And then figure out. So, and that's where the old liens come back in, um, depending on how much equity they have in the house. Then we, they he can refinance, and that serves two purposes. One is getting her the equity out of the house. The other, and this could be her him the other way around. Yeah. But we're not it, sexist. No, no, no. We're not really. <laughs> kind of. um, but but the other thing it serves is if they're both on the mortgage and title, we need to get one off. Okay. So whoever is going to keep the house, they ultimately want their house, I mean, the house in their name only, they want yes. the mortgage in their name only, and then they want, you know, the equity goes over here. And so this is just their house and they don't have anything. And then this one is free to go get another mortgage because she's not held down with that mortgage over here. Right. So it's, that's kind of how that whole thing works. If one person wants to, whether it's mom or dad wants to keep the house, then. I yeah. always recommend if you get the asset, you get the debt with it because there have been people going, well, I'm going to live in the house, but I'm going to have my husband, I'm being sexist, but you know what I mean. My husband <laughs> pay the mortgage and that's going to be the support. I'm like, that's awesome. The house has gone to you. The equity has gone to you. And then he doesn't pay the mortgage. Right. And then what happens? Then what? You know, yeah. so it's, it is really better to have a clean break. I, I will mm -hmm. tell you this, the two most litigated things 
post-divorce are children and problems with the house refinancing or whatever, because us lawyers all the time to get a case yeah. settled, we'll go, you're going to refinance in 90 days or the house is going to be sold. Right. Okay. So that's awesome in writing, horrible in trying to get it mm -hmm. implemented unless you have the plan. Right. So then, so she can't do it in 90 days. Some, something comes up. We don't have the, the proper income or whatever. And then it's 90 days and the husband's going, we're selling the house, selling the house. Well, then a realtor doesn't want to deal with that because you've right. got two parties that are like at uh, each yeah, other. So right. that's when probably the lawyers end up getting involved going, can we have an extension of 30 days or, you know, or they, or the other side will hire a lawyer to file an enforcement of that provision to force it on the market. And then, like we said earlier, the court gets involved. And if the court gets involved and the people really hate each other, which happens a lot, yes. not a lot, I shouldn't say that, it, but it does happen if there's a lot of animosity, then the court will appoint a receiver who controls the wholesale. And then you have, I mean, again, no zero control. say. Yeah. Right. They do the repairs. They do everything. They take the money out of the, the proceeds, and then you get what you get. And again, that's for your largest asset. That's mm -hmm. not a good thing. But, I, I agree. I mean. But just, you want to handle, if you have a plan at divorce, you're not going to litigate it post-divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been doing this 25 years. I've done lots of post-real estate post-divorce actions. I don't want that. I want to, I want, if you're going to get divorced, I want you to get divorced as clean as possible mm -hmm. and then hopefully never need me ever again. You know, <laughs> right. that's the goal, <laughs> yes, right? My yeah. goal is to be out of a job, not to have more work <laughs> because back. the decree wasn't done correctly or whatever. So, right. right. Or they'll come see you again because they're running a prenup. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, hey, I am, I am, you guys all know that. Yeah. I am all about prenups, postnups. I'm good with that. You just, yeah. That, that's going to be another spill in the tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a whole Show. <laughs> That's a different one. I like doing prenups, so yeah. it's fun. So what else do you guys see out there, like with the agents? I mean, y'all both get agent calls. Um, what are some of the top questions that you guys are, are getting right now? Um, in, in I think one thing housing. with agents is they they trust their clients, and, and they should trust their clients, but they the client isn't lying on purpose, but you know, they'll say, well, are you sure you can qualify for this? Well, yeah, because I get $15,000 a month child support or, you know, alimony, whatever. Um, they need to be in touch with that lender, like from the very start and make sure how long have they been getting it? Because if you're a conforming loan amount, six months is all you need. If you're jumbo, you need 12. So whatever the price of that house, whatever the loan amount is going to be, they need to know. And so a lot of times they just think, and, and from the client's perspective, they are telling the truth. They are getting 15000 a month. But the realtor doesn't know to ask how long, mm -hmm. and neither does the client know that it's going to take that long. So it's one of those things where I would say in any divorce situation, the best advice I could give a realtor is, number one, have a lawyer that, or lawyer, have a lender that knows divorce law and what they're doing, and then have a family law attorney that knows what she's doing, which or if, he or he, yeah. he, he, that's, <laughs> he. I keep forgetting that. We have a little girls club today. <laughs> yeah, we kind of do. <laughs> we keep kinda forgetting. Do. But no, we. I mean, just having a team around that and talking to both parties right up front to make sure you're setting that sale up for success and the clients up for success. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it's the panic at the end. It's you're three weeks in. It's ten days before closing. What do you mean they can't qualify? 
well, they've gotten yeah. alimony for two months. I don't have anything to work with. You know, well, can we change money from this IRA? Can we do a quidro? Can we make it this? And then everybody's in a panic. Whereas if we would have just all talked up front, we'd have a plan and it could be smooth sailing for everybody. So that, that would be my top thing I would say to a realtor, especially in this crazy market is just talk to everybody up front, reach yeah. out, make sure we're all on the same page. Well, you guys have both <laughs> saved not only my clients' clients, but my friends. Like y'all felt my friends. And yeah. so um, it's, that's just, it's huge. <laughs> so having you guys there so that I can point people in the right direction. Cause I don't know, I've never been married or divorced. So I don't know. <laughs> You're just gathering your penguins. That's yes, all. I am we're gathering all my penguins. penguins. Back to are my the little penguin penguins. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you clients are relieved too. Um, because they don't know. I mean, you start the process, it's so overwhelming, divorce, and you're like, I don't know, do I need my own financial advisor or do I keep using the one we've been using? Or can I qualify for a house or can I? So it's almost a relief when I tell them, they're like, I don't know if I you know, can get any of his IRA or whatever. I'm like, hey, call my friend Elka. She will take care of everything financial advisor wise. And then call my friend Laura because she can take care of all the legal stuff and call me. They are relieved to have and yeah. you know title company you need a you know quick claim deed call lawyer's title whatever they are, are almost relieved when you surround them with their penguins yeah. like that <laughs> new deal I made that <laughs> I, up. I didn't make it up I love yeah. it I like it I like it but no so that's a big thing is and then the realtor can jump right on that team and everybody's working for the same goal and the same person and I think that helps that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. I think my number one thing I would tell realtors is just because you have a stay-at-home parent doesn't mean they're not going to qualify. Exactly. We could be creative about it because I, and, and I'll tell you, one of the things I love about my job is I, I have uh, people come in uh, and men and women, both. I, I represent just as many men, sometimes mm -hmm. more than women, but um, uh, come in, they're devastated. They're like lost. Right. Mm -hmm. And then to see them evolve through the process and then get them divorced and see the person they are like, you know, <laughs> and I always say that I'm like, this is the worst time in your life. But once we get through this, you're going to be fine. And I have clients sometimes that'll text me. Are you sure I'm fine? I'm like, you're going <laughs> yeah. to be fine. I promise you, we're going to be, yeah. we're going to get through this. We got yeah. it. We got you. What do we call it? Character building. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah this you is, know, listen, like, and that is true growth, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. all growth comes through pain. And if things were easy, then um, it's probably not worth it, right? right. If it's easy to get through it, it's not worth it. So right. yeah. uh, I think that, I think that's probably the best advice I would give a mm -hmm. realtor is that don't give up on the sale. We're not saying you're not going to qualify. We're just saying that um, we got to get a plan to make sure they qualify. Okay. Right. And I, so I think she's right. You know, mo um, women who haven't worked um, or if there's a case where the man hasn't worked, that too. But even more, um, I know silver divorce is the term people are using for, like she said, empty nesters, people, their last kid just went to college and all of a sudden they're like, who are you? And why do you live in my house? Like, let's go. And Does a that lot make of, us silver? Because I don't want to be silver. I, we're not silver. Okay. We are not I mean, I'm silver. a little silver, but we, uh, we covered that up. <laughs> no, that's hair dye. Anyway, um, no, but I think those women break my heart when they call me because they have literally devoted their lives to raising children. Not that I haven't while I was working, but I'm saying they haven't worked. They don't right. have a career. They don't have a salary. They don't have, and they're thinking there's no way in the world that they could qualify for a house. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking I'm 55 and I'm going to live in an apartment and it's devastating for them, but that's not the case. Like she said, with assets, you know, we can get right up front, get the financial advisor in there and say, okay, what can we do to create an income stream for this lady instead of, because the fact that she has $2 million in the bank does not help her qualify for a mortgage unless we 
act up front yeah. and fix it and make sure that we've got an income stream. So I think silver, I mean, I don't, you tell me the, if you see, are seeing more and more, but well, I, I think keep it reading my, statistics. It may be my age. Well, yeah. well, I don't know. I think Viagra costs silver divorce personally, <laughs> but that's a whole nother, that's another, that's another show. show we'll just talk about. We'll wrap that in <laughs> later. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll do that's, that. Yeah, but we'll, I, no, I'm serious. No, I'm, but yeah, no, there's a lot. I mean, it may be because I'm 50. And so I, you know, I have friends that are becoming empty nesters. And like mm. I said, it's just kind of an age process thing that maybe that's why I'm seeing older clients. And, and, uh, but, but no, I think, I think the divorce rate is absolutely yeah. higher up. And I think, and I think it really just comes with more independence and, and having penguins like us where we're like, you can get divorced and still mm -hmm. be okay. Right. You don't have, you don't to, have stay to stay in. unhappy. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't, don't have, have to. to. I, that's what I was going to ask you is if you knew the new percentage, like if it was up or divorce rate. I don't up. actually, I don't think it's up. It okay. feels like it because of COVID. Right. Just, mm -hmm. But I think yeah. what COVID did, I think it compacted. Like, it was people that were going to get divorced anyway. Um, they just right. <laughs> sped it just, up a little. Yeah. <laughs> they just sped exactly. it up. I think. I, yeah. I, don't, I would agree with I'm that. I'm not actually uh, now in different counties, especially in North Texas, between, you know, Collin and Denton County are exploding. So we have a lot more divorces being filed, mm -hmm. but, but I don't think overall statistically there's any, there's any more. Right. There, I think there may be the, the statistics on the silver divorces increased mm -hmm. and multiple divorces of people after they're 55 or 60 are, are increasing. I right. know that. If you do it once, why would you want to do it again? Just don't get married. Just come see. I mean, just don't. I just tell, I'm like, why? We'll share your, your whole theory on that on another yeah, show. Yeah, I got that too. We'll have, buy it. yeah, I got a list. I'm like, now. how long do yeah. we have today? Yeah. yeah. I'll go on that one. These are different. That'll be the late night episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I'm totally against divorce, which is funny yes. because that's how I make a living, but I really am. And I always try to tell people, don't do it. If, if there's any way to fix your marriage, fix it. And, right. and there are ups and downs in marriage and marriage is hard. It mm -hmm. is. Right. And if you think it's not, just wait. It will be. But um, but I try to get people not to get divorced. Yeah, I know you do. I yeah. can't <laughs> I can't fix, you know, miracles, but right. you know, I yeah. can't do miracles with them. But right. Yeah. But if they do, then lead them down the best course. For yeah. So this isn't really on this topic, but I was going to ask you. So um, what are you seeing out there? Rates are increasing. Yeah. Like, how do you crazy. feel? Crazy. <laughs> crazy. So um I literally had a, a couple, um, they talked to me, I guess we talked like right before New Year's, so maybe the 28th, mm -hmm. and they were, I want to say high threes, and they came back this week, and they were, okay, so the rate would still be that, like 3875, mm -hmm. 37, whatever it was, and um, I'm like, oh no, we're in the fours, and they were just like, really? what, what, I'm like, yeah. So, I mean, obviously uh, every product is different. Every program is right. different, but what I can say across the board is rates are going up. Right. So it yeah. doesn't matter what, you know, it doesn't matter if you're three, four or whatever, they're going up from where they were. Mm -hmm. So everybody hit the high, the low point with COVID and all that. And that was great. But, um, you know, I'm telling people, if you're on the fence, get off, <laughs> just go ahead and jump off. And, <laughs> you know, if you're like, I think I'm going to buy in the next six months, make sure you talk to lenders about long-term locks um, you can do that. You can walk out in up to a year. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of people don't know that. And so I would say um, the Fed has pretty much guaranteed they're going to raise rate their next four meetings. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean I it's going to that. happen, but they, they were very adamant about it. Mm -hmm. So we know they're going up. So it's mm -hmm. like, just if you if you are thinking I should stop renting and buy, you should probably do it now. And if you haven't refied by any right, well, <laughs> like, and I'll there tell are you, still people the, out there. They well, have, yeah. that's gonna affect 
this, all the stuff we talked about, refinancing, mm -hmm. getting the house out, that's probably going to increase sales because people yes. aren't going to want to get the 5% mortgage or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They're just yeah. not. And so yeah. I think that may ultimately increase sales, which is good for realtors, right? Oh, it's great. Yeah. And it's it's great for a market. Our pr problem right now is the inventory. Yeah. Right. And there are any houses. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so the rates ticking up just a little bit kind of help us. Right. Um, not, not too much because it slows people down a little bit. Yeah. But um, the bottom line is people are still coming here mm -hmm. and they're going to continue to come in here. So we've got to find out that we've got to get some inventory. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and those people like, you know, if you're a landlord and you want to get rid of a property, you know, like start thinking about it because this, this will be the time to, to offload some of those. Yeah. Before, right. before the interest rates go so far up so that far people up. don't want to buy, they right. rent or yeah. whatever. Right. So, but we've right. always been in a robust market here in North Texas. And, um, we really have, I mean, the 22 years I've been in the business, mm -hmm. yeah. I've, and you've been in the business as long as me. Yep. Um, we've had, we've had a great market. Yeah. We took Even when we, rates were, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the you know? sevens, we were closing. Yes. Deals. So yes. that's what I bought my first yeah. house for was seven. Uh, yeah. I think mine, I think mine was too. Honestly. So you couldn't yeah. get my rent. Cause like, I think you got me. I mean, I was like rock bottom. Yeah. Like, you were like awesome. in 2.99 <laughs> or something I think like less. that. It's like 2.8 or 2.67. Yeah, like it's like an amazing rate. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Just, yeah. Yes. yes, I was going to say, just, yeah, just stay. Yeah, so. my first home I bought for 7%. My dad and mom bought their first house, like 18% I was gonna say, or something yeah. like that. So. so it's funny to me when people go, oh my God, four and a quarter? What? That's no. so high. I remember so when we thought it was I know. wonderful. And I'm like, okay, four and a quarter, quarter we, um, is great. Yes. Like, that's yes. really, really good. We, you know, the twos, that was crazy. I know. I mean, in... We've had refi booms, but that was the biggest one I've ever had in 18 years. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, it, you know, who knows? It could happen again. We'll have, have another strain or strand come out mm -hmm. or whatever. But the yeah, bottom line is four and a quarter is still a great rate to have. Um, it's still a good time to buy. You've got equity in your house that may be a little bit inflated. So yeah. take advantage of it if you, you know, you're going to have to go put down more on another house. But at least if you're, you know, if you're wanting to move, that's a, a good time to do it. Just make sure you've got a good team of divorce or not, realtor, right. yes. you know, lender, title company, divorce attorney if you need it, and just making sure that you've got all your ducks in a row before you start the process. Yeah, people need Absolutely. to act now. Then I didn't. Yes. I did not realize that that they were going. I mean, I, I realized they were going up. I didn't yes. realize that much. That, that, that yeah, fast. That's gonna do yeah. That. Mm, okay. It's, so if yeah, they're already in the divorce quick. by the end of the year, we'll see, yeah. right? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Because they did it immediately. I mean, I thought it, wasn't, I thought yeah. it was going to be it March. Went, it, and then, they went up so yeah. fast. So and as the divorce attorney, I'm right now literally in my head thinking of the clients. I'm like, oh, I better get them in that process. They better, you know what I mean? Right. Because yes. now I may speed it up. Yeah. Instead of being all nice and let's wait till we're done and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now's where I may go, okay, let's get it done during the divorce because. That's good. So that's yes. the thing the real estate agents need to look out for too. Right, exactly. And need to encourage if they're talking our to lenders. someone that's, yeah. you know, in a divorce and they're saying, no, 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 I'm going to wait until later, then they need to know, no, talk to your attorney. We may need to get this oh. done while the divorce is pending because right. of these reasons. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. And there are a few more, like she said earlier, there's a few more hoops to jump through, but it can be mm -hmm. done. So yeah. especially if it's this beneficial to do it while rates are lower, then just know, make sure, you know, you're everybody, everybody's together on the same page on what we're doing and yeah. make sure it goes smoothly. It's like the one I sent you last week. I may, I may turbo that. Yes. Yeah. Tur <laughs> I may, yeah. I may encourage that one to get mo moving right yes. now. Yes. So. <laughs> Do you guys have anything other than what we've discussed that, that you would want to highlight or talk about? Mm -hmm. I think we covered Yeah, it I think we kind of did. Um, 
I mean, I learn something yeah. different every time. So I do too. I, I love it. I'm always like, that's, I mean. I didn't yeah. know about the lock for, you know, yes. a year. Yes. I didn't know it was 95% on the ulti. In my yeah. brain, it was always 90. That's what I've yeah. been telling people. So yeah. That's even better. <laughs> that's even better. And yeah. yeah. It's 95. Um, the other thing, the only thing I would mention real quick is um, if, like we're, we've been talking about, if you close on the deal or if, you know, let's say both parts. So in my situation, when I got divorced. We um, sold our house together. I bought a house. He bought a house. We were not final when that happened. So I had to sign the deed of trust for his house. He had to sign the deed of trust for my house. And then when we were final, we had to sign each other off. So if you're amicable, no big deal. Just right. like here's a little paperwork we're both going to have to do. But the real estate agent needs to know that ex-spouse is going to have to sign like six documents at closing if they're not final. So if it is an, um, not an amicable situation, and we've done things where we send a mobile notary to their office so nobody has to see each we other. We sneak them in the front door but and one we, out the back. Just, yeah. We have to make sure that they're going to sign because otherwise, from a realtor's perspective too, you can be sitting at the closing table and if he's not going to sign it's the deed of trust or her, it's not closing. Mm -hmm. So knowing that up front, what documents are going to have to be signed, making sure I've had many calls with the ex-spouse to explain you're not financially liable. You're not on the hook. You're not on the mortgage. Yeah. You're just on title for temporarily, you know, and you're going to come right back off. So it's not a big deal, but it is in a, in an angry. There has divorce. to be trust. There, there has otherwise to be trust there. I, I'm going to tell you, it will not happen unless there's, amicableness, but something I didn't talk about, and this is really important, is if there's domestic violence in the case and a realtor is working with both parties, they need to be very, very careful. Right. And, and just, first off, use instinct and be smart, right? But don't have the parties together. You're going to have to talk to them separately. Um, be aware that there's been these, and people think, oh, it's the men doing domestic violence. I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. just it's <laughs> there's no room for sexism. It goes both ways. <laughs> And crazy women I think, yes. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I see realtors really need to be aware of that. And the way they can become aware of it is to either talk to the attorneys or mm -hmm. look the case up online in the count in the County that they live in. So wherever the, the, uh, the clients yes. live in, yes. look up in that County and see if there's a protective order filed or there's a, restraining orders are yeah. for all kinds of things. But if there's a restraining order, look and see if it's for domestic violence or not. That is really, really important because um, you do not want to get in the crossfire of something like that. And you need to be aware and make sure on the closing, mm -hmm. you use a, a, mobile a mobile notary, notary or, or something else. Set because a separate time. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You do not want them. You don't want a, you don't want to blow up. In the listen, you don't want a, incident occurring in the parking lot right mm -hmm. you know yeah. so you need to make sure that that you're aware of that so that's something we had not talked about that's and right. the other thing i was going to say is just, obviously this is hotter like in your mind so this yeah. no, all is the time that you're dealing with no all the i mean all the time i have to always be aware of that and you know i mean i've been doing this a long time yeah. i've had you've seen it all <laughs> i've had clients that's killed true. by their you know husband yes. and and you know so those kind of things so you have terrible. to be really careful but also the other thing is you can get divorced and nobody refi and nobody uh, get off the mortgage or anything there's documents we can put in place for that it's just risky okay because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. risky to your credit if you're the one out and it's mm -hmm. risky if you are awarded the house and they don't pay the mortgage or you right. don't pay no, the, you know something happens that. or whatever yeah. so yeah. just realize you can do it without all these all you those can. things but mm -hmm. it's i don't recommend it no. ever i don't know and let me just just jump to jump off that if you have a divorce decree that says that the spouse is responsible for the payments, they typically are going to want to see a history of it. So it's not an immediate like, okay, we're final. I can go buy a house. That mortgage doesn't count anymore because it's in the decree. And it depends if it's jumbo conforming government, whatever the case may be. But they generally are going to want to see some 
sort of history, just like with child support. I mean, yeah, it's in the divorce decree. Yes, they're court ordered to pay it. That doesn't mean everybody does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they that, likely see that. And you're talking about when when the spouse is still on the yes. note. Yes. Because mm -hmm. nobody refinanced. Right. Because right. nobody. Angela's re trying to get him a mortgage, yes. and yes. they're like, "Well, wait, he was awarded it." Yes. She's saying. Yeah, you right. can't. You got to yeah. show it. You have to show I at least really, a, yeah. a couple months. Or yeah, three before. months. You okay. need to show three months. Mm -hmm. but, Good to know. But the bigger fear in that is all of a sudden he loses his job for some reason or he gets Doesn't remarried care. or whatever the case. And if they're late on their mortgage, it does not matter. Your credit score is impacted. Whether the divorce decree says it was his responsibility or not, yeah. yours is impacted every bit as much as his. So I would strongly advise people refinance that person off if you can. I mean, I know not everyone yeah, can. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't always work that way. But if you can, that's the best way to go because then you're just, it, everybody's safer. You know, there's not not yeah. that not that risk out there. If everybody could just be kind to one another in those situations, can we all just get not, along? Can we just <laughs> get along? It would be awesome. It make my job a lot easier. <laughs> yes. I don't know how you guys or you do it every day. I mean, yeah, we see emotional sides of things, but you yeah. see the, way more. See, yes. Way more. Yeah, I mean, people come to me in their worst time. My husband always says that family law clients come in his courtroom. Um, that are, he says, that are really nice people at their very worst. And then some of his bad criminals come in the courtroom that are really bad people <laughs> at, their, at best. their best. Yeah. <laughs> like it's True. this weird, uh, you know, yeah. irony in how it works, but it's, it's very much so. Yeah. Okay. So let's say someone wanted to get in touch with you. What is the best way for them to get in touch with you, Laura? Uh, for me, it's just to go to our, our, well, you can Google my name, put Laura Roach attorney, you'll find me, but it's McCatherine law firm. Just go to the website and then, um, you can, it's a, there's a contact me okay. on there. And she uh, does call back. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as I have the message, I will call yes. you back. Yes. Yes. And Angela, what about you? Um, I would say probably same thing. You could, you know, you could Google Angela Deaton Lender, but um, also AngelaDeaton.com is okay. my website and no spaces, no hyphens. That's so whatever. creative. Or you, it I is creative. Me. Thank you. You can also call me. And yeah, I'm, I'm being known for, um, you know, my creativity. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I'll say this, we are having a divorce panel. It's, um, our, you must RSVP to come. That's going to be on March 22nd. So we are going to have um, Laura and Angela, Judge John Roach, and our attorney, Brandy Osser Aguam on the panel. And, and financial Elka. advisor. Yeah, and if, mm -hmm. yeah, Elka, our financial advisor. So if yeah. you guys want to come, reach out to me and we can get you on the, the guest List. Yeah, and if March I have any 22. questions, you guys can, I mean, they can yeah. email me or whatever, mm -hmm. too. I mean, email either one yes. of us. So. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank All you right. guys so much for being thank here you. today. Thank you for having us. And we'll look for another time to come in to do our next. <laughs> yeah. We'll make a list. I think we got Just it. Make, an, yeah. make a list. I think, we're yeah. I think, you know, I think the prenups and uh, what was it that you said back <laughs> Uh, Viagra. Yeah. Stay tuned for our next. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching another episode of Spilling the LT. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.